You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hello, good evening, good morning, good night, good everything, man. Thank you so much again for joining us. I am Mike Badinger with This Detroit Life. We are on episode, shoot, man, I don't know. What are we on, Paul? Five? Sound, sounds Five, right. we're on episode five, I think. You know, I feel absolutely wonderful today, man. What, I'm, what episode do you want to be on? Uh, whatever one gets me up on iTunes fastest, to be honest with you. That's, you the, one, what, that's the one we're on. Yeah, that's the one we're on. Good, yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, I am joined in studio, as always, by producer Paul, who you just heard talking. Say what up. What up? And uh, joining me today uh, is one of my, dare I say it, best friends. Someone that I've known as long as I've known absolutely anybody on this planet, this city, this state, everything. Uh, your friend, my friend, someone who is so well-known in the city uh, through all of his work uh, with a food truck, with uh, fair wage initiatives, with everything in the restaurant, food, beverage, dining scene, Mr. Godwin Iantugi. How are you, sir? Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. Dude, uh, absolutely. Thank you so much for coming by. Uh, how are you feeling tonight? Awesome. You know, uh, I've been, you know, I'm sitting on some big news here. You know, I'm, I'm going to be a big boy, though, and keep my poker face for the next month or so. Are you bringing I, the news to us first? You know, I mean, over over dinner with no cameras and phones. <laughs> yeah. We, 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 you, you know what? You told me off the air. And before we like even jump into uh, jump into all the questions I want to talk to, man, I want to tell you something. Uh, and we've been over this. A million times. I'm so happy for you. Your continued success. Oh. You're you are a guy that I look to as someone who puts in the work every single day as an entrepreneur and as a man. And I, I dude, absolutely. And, and I'm not even like I'm not even trying to get a hug or say anything like that. But I'm saying like you you grind it out. You work and you're following your passion. And that is something that we talk about a lot here. Is not just necessarily following your passion, but being authentic in who you are as a person, as a man, as a woman, as a human being. Mm -hmm. And I think you embody that as well as anybody that I've ever met. Yeah. When I was um, a brief time, right before I became a district manager at Target, we were having, when Detroit used to have snow, um, <laughs> we were um, we were shoveling up the snow and I just thought it would be cool to throw snowballs at guests when they were coming in. You know, okay. Why not? Let's have a snowball fight. Because my, that's a lawsuit waiting to happen? Hey, my that's probably why not. Hey, you know what? I looked at a joy of life. Some people looked at it a lawsuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's how that goes a lot. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I appreciate that. Thank you for the kind words. So what happened with the snowball fight? Uh, that got cut real quick. And and you're not a target anymore, obviously. Hey, you know, it wasn't for that, but very close. Dude, I like to say that the universe works in mysterious ways. But lately, as I've gotten older, I'm into my early, mid-30s, the universe is working in very direct ways, mm -hmm. right? So I mm -hmm. think whatever direction that it's leading you right now, uh, and this awesomely big news, uh, I'm, I'm happy for you, man. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Absolutely, dude. So uh, for those of you who don't know, which is going to be very few of you that are tuning in, uh, you operate and own and run a f uh, food truck currently. Yep. So, uh, Yum Village, it's a food truck and catering company. Okay. So tell me a little bit about it. How'd you get your start doing that? Um, 
Well, you know, a good buddy of mine had a, a, a startup company back in early Quicken Loan days before I started working as a mortgage maker at Quicken Loans myself. Of course you worked at Quicken. Hey, you know, that's the place to go. You right. got to Dude, I get stripes. it. I get it. And um, I decided that I wanted to start my own company. And so Yum Village was very close to being not Yum Village at all. It, it, we had like, it was going to be called Claystones or Blue Plates. Like there are all sorts of different names. Really? Yeah. And um, it was originally an Airbnb for chefs. So like Airbnb was coming out at the That's time. That's right. And um, you were over in Woodbridge at that time. Yep, I was in Woodbridge at that time. There's a lot of underutilized space in Detroit. It was right after the Super Bowl, so yeah. a lot of places were built out with nothing going on. I'm like, why don't we connect people who have space to rent with people who want to rent the space, kind of like event management or whatnot? And then I middleman it and take a piece off all through the internet. That's that's what happened, and um, you know it. it it obviously grew to something more than that. Uh, it didn't really happen that way, but that's that's initially how it got started. Yeah, so you started getting catering gigs through mm-hmm. that, right? Well, sort of. We began doing uh, pop-ups like uh, Supper Club, which was the original yeah, start. Yep. Yep. So we were doing uh, we were doing pop-ups and supper clubs uh, mainly as a phenomenon, which was our first iteration. Oh, of it. I yeah. remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were doing like uh, potato skin tacos that we called Pacos and like hash brown pizzas that we called Pazzas. Oh, dude. And we are doing things like Werner's teriyaki glaze over to- tofu and um, like a, you know, Middle Eastern style chorizo, satin, like it's all, like, all vegan stuff. Like we're trying to do $200 or 200 calorie, $6 out the door potato products that we could just utilize get people pumped for and the goal was to get into comerica park you know, like, oh yeah okay like that thing like they have vegan coney dogs and things like that this is way have, like a stand I... in, in comerica exactly that's exactly. a great idea some, some sort of concession just because i saw back that was a vegetarian at the time and i was like thinking like man it'd be really dope if there would be some cool dope vegetarian food that like non-vegetarians would eat you know Fast forward now, that's like a thing. But back then it wasn't, you know. It's like Detroit was still a food desert. And so. And we're talking like 2012. 12, okay. Yeah, it's like 2011, 2012. So uh, around that time, um, you know, we kind of grew from just doing that to doing other things like pop ups with me and things like that. And I was actually more so operating as a, a booking agent for chefs. So right. I would like work with chefs, help them do the menu because I, I got kitchen experience myself. But I had a lot more marketing experience and a lot more business experience. That's what you went to school for, right? Yeah, uh, like business psychology and uh, business marketing, business management. I remember looking through a marketing package that you put together for Phenomenon and, mm-hmm. and I was blown away with not just like the graphs and numbers that you had that, but the sheer amount of information that you could bring to a larger business or a chef and to show what your capabilities were, I, I remember very distinctly being blown away by your abilities in marketing. I appreciate that. You yeah, know, yeah. I was at the Entertainment Coupon Book as an, uh, a marketing... Up in Troy, right? Yep, yeah, yeah, a, yeah. A I remember that. There, and I did a lot of um, reports, uh, retention, uh, R&D, just on merchants in general. So like both on the consumer side and the B2B side. So... What would a business find? Yo, that sounds so useful. official. I, you know what? It, 
as I get as some R and D and some B and B, no big deal. Hey, it works now for Young Village. I do it all the time. I do it for myself. I'm like, oh man, you know, this is official. Yeah, no, for sure, dude. So then you went from phenomenon and trying to get, which I, I actually never knew that about trying to get into Comerica Park, but I got to think that the consistency uh, the of not like necessarily the revenue, but the the ability to serve so many people on a consistent basis would be game changing, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things that go into it that, you know, like for example, about a year and a half ago, I was approached by U of D Mercy to take over some concessions. At, Go Titans. Hey, you know, that, that's what they are. I, I, th- I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, Go Titans. So we, um, when I came in there, they wanted me to get like this, you know, ridiculous amount of insurance liability and, yeah, you know, other stuff that like a small one person LLC is not going yeah, to do. like a million dollar policy. Yeah, more than. Because it's typically the standard to do a million dollar policy. Like I have a million dollar policy now. I think they wanted to do like five million, like 10 million. Wow. And it's like, well, you know, who's to say that I'm going to be making enough here? You know, like who knows? Yeah, yeah dude. Think. You, would, you as, a, as a small business, a $5 million policy seems like that would be astronomical. Yeah. I, can, I can see it on both ways where you're like, hey, I'm trying to get in why are you kind of doing that? But I mean, I see it on their side too, where it's like they want not necessarily, not, not like, Oh, the professionalism, but to cover CYA, right. Cover your own ass kind of deal. Yeah. No, I mean, whatever they need to call it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I couldn't do it. You know, my reaction was involuntary. So it's like (laughs) that deals off the table. Sure. So how did the food truck come about out of that? Because out of, out of what is seemingly some, failures opportunity arises right that's the yeah, thing that i like a yeah. lot is that out of op- out of failure opportunity rises right yep yep so you know we um we were doing i ended up leaving quick and loans you know uh i started doing the pop-ups full-time doing yep. separate clubs at their peak we were doing about two a month averaging about a hundred guests at about 65 dollars a pop you do the math yeah it was hey, working change out. man no, no, no. And so we did a, a final event called the uh, Professionals Night Out. Um, was which, that at Eastern Market? Was it the Eastern? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the Eastern. It, it, okay. Eastern Market, yeah, Eastern Market. Okay. Uh, in, the, in one of the new sheds. Oh, so it was, I remember it was fantastic. that. Fantastic. We had about 768 guests at a list ticket price of 125 bucks. And at the end of the event, uh, my partner, the person I did the yeah, this is one of the most expensive business lessons I've ever learned, too. My um, partner managed the finances and informed me that the first 300 to 400 people only paid $45 for their tickets. Didn't tell you at all. Uh, not at all. You know, we had an at cost of $55 per person man. on those tickets. So, you know, so you're already taking a hit. Oh, man, I took nothing but hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing but. So, um, you know, we, we kind of had to pause Yum Village a little bit work on the production piece of it. And um, from there, uh, we built up catering and event production, event management with the Young Village. Utilizing that gave us a little bit more brand recognition in the catering space. Sure. And then from there, I received a uh, loan, a family loan, to uh, purchase the food truck for my father. Yeah. Who was uh, also doing the food truck down in uh, Florida? You know what? You know what's rough though, dude. And, and I, I don't mean to cut you off, but that event I remember it very clearly. Uh, it was a successful event. 
Oh yeah. Do you know what you I'm know, saying? Publicly, like, it was great. It was great. Know, got to meet the mayor off it. So yeah. So that's and that's that. I mean, you talk about expensive business lessons, and that's like even and and that's to like anybody listening, right? Is that you didn't waver, you didn't sweat, you had such a a great performance at that event, despite what it meant to take. Despite what it took I didn't from you, find out about that loss until the yeah, next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is that, like, it's not like you went out and said anything about it. You oh, know what yeah, I'm saying? You yeah. you took the L, you learned from it, and you came back even stronger. So, once again, out of out of failure came this incredible opportunity. So you you're able to secure the Yum Village food truck, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so now you're sitting on a, a business where you're like, okay. What's what's my next move? Did you already have the menu planned out? Did you already know, or was it like, hey, I got the truck. Now I figured out, or I've got it all figured out. Now yeah, I got the so, truck. So sort of, um, you know, I, I probably I've got like eight hundred business ideas that dude, are dude. I get it. To, you know, I get it. <laughs> I've got like menus and type of menus. You know, like a lot of shit rattling around up here. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And my idea. Uh, with the food for Yum Village was if I can do if I can be like an African Caribbean Qdoba, like an African Caribbean Chipotle. That's you know, awesome, dude. And I I can like you know expand out. I just need to be able to make quick and easy menu items that are Afro Caribbean that are also inexpensive. You know, so yeah. Again, we talk about being authentic and sticking true to what you, who you are as a person, right? Mm-hmm. And that's I mean that's right in your wheelhouse, right? So you're talking Afro-Caribbean. That's in your background completely. Oh, yeah. You know, being Nigerian and all. Yeah, absolutely. That's what, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Well, not, we're, I mean, we're not podcasts. Not everybody knows. You know oh, what yeah, I'm saying? That's true. That's I true. haven't had Afro-Caribbean food, but just the first time you said Afro-Caribbean food, I was like, Yo, tell Paul what I you got. That. So yeah. Tell him what you got, so, dude. Run through the menu. I'm excited. And, you know, yeah, yeah. We, run through the menu and we, run through what you're working on, too, dude. Okay, so what we're working on with the menu here yeah. is uh, jerk chicken. You know, I love uh, it. I love that, dude. The uh, jerk chicken is incredible. In. I'm already yeah. in. That's in the city by far. By far. Yep. We we do. We start with a halal chicken thigh. You know, trim mm-hmm. it out. Sure. Roast it. Uh, we marinate it with uh, grape seed oil and a house made jerk sauce. Um, it's pretty much like a wet dry rub at the same time. Okay. Sure. I probably roast it for about forty five minutes. Cut it and then um, serve it over your choice of uh, rice that we. Cook slowly with tomatoes, garlic, and onion, or grapeseed oil, rosemary, and thyme. You can also add plantain on it that we toss with smoked pepper. Come on. Dude, your plantains are incredible. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Or chickpeas. You know, the chickpeas are good, too. We take these chickpeas, we deep fry them, and we toss them in ginger, garlic, and curry. Man, you know. That sounds awesome. I would kiss my chickpeas. I'm gonna, I just ate. Before I'd kiss your chickpeas over. too, God. Oh, man. <laughs> before coming over to PD today, I, I I ate right next door at the Mexican restaurant, and I'm already hungry again. Yeah, yeah. From this conversation alone. What, what else are you working with? Are you working on some new menu items? Yeah, yep. So we just recently, um, so every month we come out with a new menu item, uh, which is just kind of natural. And then outside of that, we also do um, – like a community vote, like a vote Yum Village. So you can like kind of hit us up and vote for stuff that you want to see. So this most recent thing is called a BM stew. It's a Bob Marley stew. Uh, one of our um, guests that comes to the truck quite often, he's vegan. He was talking to me about these flavors and things like that. 
And so, um, you know, I, I went to the kitchen. Like, I, I tried making this thing a couple times. Like, I was like, you know, so on my third attempt, though, it came out perfect. You know, we started out with sauteed red skin potatoes that we cut, diced up, hash brown style, and then we tossed them in a big stock pot with black eyed peas, butter beans, and red peas, and then slow cooked them with chili, garlic, and onion until it kind of became like more of like a, like a, silky kind of uh texture in the uh, yo can you slow down and tell me in greater detail oh well you know, <laughs> just don't to... just don't make eye contact <laughs> yeah we uh we then serve it with the chickpeas that we toss with the garlic ginger and curry and then the plantain that we toss with uh smoked pepper salt and uh agave so i mean it sounds incredible right and i can attest that it is incredible it's almost a case of if you build it and your product is good, your product is on point, mm -hmm. your product is correct, that they will come. And so far, the, people are absolutely frequenting and people are talking about it, right? Yeah, you know, we, we've we've been fortunate. You know, I, I've had the opportunity to cook with Sam from the uh, Detroiters TV show for Comedy Central. Absolutely. Um, I, we, I was going to get to that, definitely. I got to do uh, stuff for um, DJ Envy from The Breakfast Club. Yep. I also got to cook for Big Sean this year, like twice. Dude, he and and Big Sean hooked it up. Like, well, not so hooked it. You hooked it up, but like, he uh, he met you and was immediately like, "Come on out, right?" Yeah, no, it was awesome. I was with him for the whole weekend for Don Weekend. I even did his VIP for the fireworks that he did. So I got to meet his parent, like his mom and his brother, yeah. and all that. It was, it was a good experience. And like, yeah. I have I have to say, it's been very humbling. You know. After being told, because people told me all the time, like when I was working at Target, when I was working in entertainment, I would always cook at the company parties. And I'm like, oh, you know, I think I want to try to do this food thing. And everyone would be like, no, nah, you never went to culinary school. Yeah. No, you know, like, don't do it. Like, just stick with what you know, which, but yeah, I don't know anything. So, You're right. What am I supposed to stick with then? <laughs> yeah. I'm just hold this cubicle down for a little bit, you know? Right. And right. there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people have, myself included, eight to fives. Mm -hmm. And we chase our dream at night, right? Yeah. So that's authentic sticking to yourself uh, that you were able to make that incredible jump. And I have so much respect that you were like, you know what? I'm going to focus 100% of my energy on this, right? I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and we're going to pump each other's tires here again in the near future, trust <laughs> me. But uh, – and then you, you, you mentioned it real quick. Uh, you uh, did the – you catered the Detroit – the Detroiters – uh, season rap party too. Oh right? yep, 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 yep. It was all, it was amazing. Um, you know, we U of D was such a good school. You know, we got to sure. meet a lot of folks there and go to school with interesting folks and celebrities like Sam Richardson, Jeffrey Pope, off the yep. uh, New York Giants Super Bowl winner, and all sorts of other folks. So uh, I was it's really fortunate and, and happy to hear a phone call from him to ask me to do that. Yeah, yeah. He reached out to me and was like, "Mike, what's up? Like, nothing. What's going on? Nothing. You got you got Godwin's number? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hold on, let me text it to you. <laughs> no, but yeah, you did like uh, and this is something that I think is so cool. You did like a whole Coney like high end Coney bar for that. Yeah, yep. We did a high end Coney bar. We did Flint style and Detroit style. What are the diff what's the difference for those so, that don't know? So Flint style is more loose burger sauce. So think of like a like a a better taste. I don't like Detroit style Coney. I'll say what? what you want. <laughs> I, 
I would cut it, it, cut put, it. Put, yeah, no. put it on the air. Get out right now, you know. Come, come at me. I, like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't, I don't mess with it. So, but this Flint style, that's the hotness, you know. Yeah, like okay. It. It's like a, it's like a loose hamburger almost, but yeah, a little, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you know, it's not all like soupy and all that. I need some sometimes you gotta change it up. You know what I'm yeah. saying? No, no, I yeah. understand. I understand. Let, let, I mean, I do want to point out one thing: most conies don't make a really great Detroit style <laughs> coney. Sure, they make a coney. Right, right. They make a, a chili few, dog, not a coney. I won't even say that because it is technically a coney ingredient wise. Uh, okay, but there's only a few places that make a truly great Detroit with the coney. snap. Yeah, hey, I feel like I put down an excellent coney at this coney bar. <laughs> I think so. It's fantastic. Absolutely, dude. So, what are some of the challenges that you that you're running into right now, being an owner operator of a food truck, not just as a whole, but like. Also, specifically, we're getting into a season that's not typically food truck friendly, right? Detroit mm-hmm. is cold. It's snowy. We're coming into the into the winter here. Mm-hmm. What are some of the challenges that you're running into? Well, you know, I mean, the biggest one is not poor. You know, that's like <laughs> you, you can't really do that. Like, I, like in all honesty, I am just now starting to answer phone calls and phone numbers that I don't recognize. You know, like I... I Maybe a year ago, two years ago, if I didn't recognize the number, I was just letting it ring because it could be a bill collector or somebody yeah. I don't know. You know, but now, you know, I answer it all the time because it might be a check. You You're know? getting orders. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. People are reaching out. Your name's getting out, and that's kind of what we we touched on is that you've been at all summer long. You've been at the West Village Beer Garden. Mm-hmm. You've been at the DeQuinder Cut, Cut Freight, Freight Yard. Yard. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I mean, I see you. I'll be driving to work, and I'll be seeing you driving down Jefferson to something. You know what I mean? Hey. You know, right now, I think that uh, it really gets tough because the, uh, you know, you only see the tip of the iceberg. You don't see, like, everything underneath the Dude, water. Dude, isn't that, yeah, that's that's the yeah. whole, like, thing you see online where it's, like, what people see, success, just the right. top. Yeah. They don't see failure, dedication, hard work, sleepless nights, late yeah. bills. Yeah, no, it, it's tough because, I mean, if you learn it easy, you'll forget it easy. So, like, you I kind like of have to struggle through these things, but, like... No one else sees that. So, like, like for example, if I were given a restaurant maybe three years ago, you know, who knows what I would have done? I probably would have made a bunch of decisions that I didn't need to make. Sure. In the same way, like with the food trucks, since it's a smaller scale, like last year, you know, I I did a bunch of Yelp stuff that I you know I wouldn't do again. Like I did a bunch of like scheduling and payroll things that I definitely wouldn't do again. And mm-hmm. like, you know, it's, it's not like you know I don't know what I'm doing. Like I I was a district manager at Target, so yeah. like. You, know, you have the experience, like I have the overall experience for these things, but you just kind of have to like see it and tweak it. Every single experience is a little different. And then, you know, transactions solve problems and capital eases like your solution. Yeah, dude. Well, as far as I'm concerned, you're going for an MBA in life right now, right? Like <laughs> oh, there's, yeah. like, you'll have people going to school for business that think that they have all the answers, mm-hmm. but they don't. Right, you know what I'm right. saying? You're only going to learn truly learn and learn best through experience, through trial and error, through having the big ups and the big big downs and, and knowing that not every not every opportunity that you jump at is gonna be a win. There's True. gonna be there's gonna be losses and I think that's something that small business owners uh if they don't realize it right from the jump, like it smacks them in the face pretty quickly, right? Yeah, you've got you've gotta have confidence in what you're worth. You got you've got to be willing to walk away and then you've got to understand that your most important resource period is just people you know like you sure. can have like I, I cook some pretty dope food like 
Like my shit is dank, but <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. Like I can't be the only one cooking it. My shit is dank. You like that? Yeah. I think that might be the tagline <laughs> no, for the for it. the podcast. I'm I, episode five. My shit is dank. I can't even tell you how much my wife's gonna hear that every time. Yeah. I come. What's up, I do most of the cooking. My shit is dank. <laughs> man, you know what? You know what's hilarious too. I find man, uh, and again, it's just about riding the wave, right? right. Never right. getting too high, never getting too low, and just trying to keep it steady. You are this acclaimed, self-taught chef and business owner. You know what I'm saying? Like completely self-taught. Uh, and you showed up today eating a bag of Cheetos and Frito-Lay chips. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. that's so there's something to be said for that. Like, hey, I also like this once in a while. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I cook like I, I cook food and my shit is dank. But I also like, you know, once in a while, like what's 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 your favorite snack food? Um, Right now, you know, I. Funyuns or go fuck yourself. That's no. I'm yeah, <laughs> it's uh, you know, I like uh, mixed nuts and Lacroix. Like it's uh, it's really like good. Out of here, you show up with Lay's. I like mixed hey, nuts and Lacroix. No, dude, I'm serious. <laughs> like, you catch me at night at like two, the wee hours. Like that's what I'm eating. I'm smashing on some like cashews, sure, some Brazil nuts, and I'm drinking those like two tone flavored Lacroix. You yeah, know? yeah, but like you catch me in the morning. You know, like right now, like I don't cook. Like when I'm cooking, I don't really eat anything. Like even like today, like I had to wake up at like five to do whatever, get to that. Cause I had to be at the Warren, like the plant. I do the plants and stuff like that with the food truck. So we had to be there at 10. So, you know, I still had to wake like someone else to get the truck, get the truck to the kitchen. We started to cook the food, load up the truck and then drive the truck to the location. So it takes time. And then when you're serving the food, like I, I really don't eat anything I'm cooking. I really don't like to eat my own food anymore because I eat it so much. Right. Like, I dream about my food. I don't want to eat it. So like, you know, I see some Cheetos or Lay's. Like this is probably the third thing I've eaten today. So yeah, was, sure. And I wish it was a whole bag. <laughs> no, no, I, I hear you, man. So what's uh, you, well, one of my favorite things on the internet is all the, the jokes people make about LaCroix. Like we'll talk about Lacroix tastes. Oh, like. it so, tastes like, like something that was shipped cl- next to watermelons. Right, yeah, right, yeah. Like, it, Lacroix tastes like you were drinking plain club soda, and someone yelled "lime" from another <laughs> yeah. room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, that's like canned right up here in like Warren, Michigan, too. You know, it doesn't taste good, Warren, but if you get a cold one. You know, it's Lacroix. If you if you're hearing this, give a shout out to Yum Village and uh, set something up there because he just he just hooked you up with a few. Few sales right there. I'm sure. I, I want some actual flavors though, like you know, papaya and something. There you go. My shit is dank. <laughs> what, okay, what's uh, you know what? I'm not going to take up too much more of your time, man. Uh, a couple quick questions. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite dish to cook? Uh, you know, the, the real answer to that is something that I don't know how to cook. I get I get pumped for that because I'll research it and and learn about it and all of that. But um, right now. I like making vegetarian dishes. Okay. What uh what's your favorite meal? If you had like last meal, this is what it is. What is it? Uh seafood mafe. So what what is that? I've Ma- never had mafe that. Mafe is like a Senegal- the rice? So mafe is like a Senegalese uh peanut soup. It's okay. Like somewhat stewy. It's really good. You know, usually you have a mussels and salmon and shrimp and scallop inside of there, you know. And it could be served over rice or over couscous. Uh, we have a vegetarian version on the truck that we put over rice or over French fries. Yeah. No, I've, I've had it. It's excellent. Absolutely. Um, last question. Actually, a few more. 
what's what's a good date night location? People are are listening right now. They want to know like your professional opinion. Where am I taking my lady or my my husband, my man, my boyfriend, whatever girlfriend? Where where am I taking them out downtown? Downtown specifically or Detroit, yeah. whatever. Well, it depends. So, um, Buell Bar does like uh, nice ha- choice. Yeah, they do nice happy hours, and then if you get there. I forget what day it is, but they also do like complimentary charcuterie, so you can oh, go. Nice. Yeah, right. Wow. It's, it's not bad. Do we? You and I always end up catching up at like Checker. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Or uh, have you been to Bad Luck Bar? Yeah, no, I haven't. I've, I've not been there yet either. I'm, I want to check that out. I've been doing uh, standby lately. Yeah, the skip is one of my favorite. Skip, absolutely, with the frozen Irish coffees, the frozen French 75s. The candy bar is not bad. Haven't been there yet. Pretty good? Yeah, I see. You know, I'm not sure if Marlo is still there. He's like one of the folks in charge over there, but it's um, top notch, you know, top notch things happening there. Yeah, dude, I I sincerely hope that the skip picks up on on this. We're going to have to send it out to some people and see if they can make a drink called my, my, what is it, my shit is dank? (laughs) What was one of, yeah, to see if we can't have a drink called that. and, and you know what? Wrap it up. I know that a cause that is very near and dear to your heart is uh, fair wage for restaurant individuals and really anybody. Yeah. Uh, you were recently featured uh, online and in print for the Michigan Fair Wage Organization. Yeah, yep. uh, Please uh, tell one, us about that. So One Fair Wage in Michigan. And um, it's something that's really near and dear to my heart. You know, I, I pay a fair wage on the truck and I pay a fair wage with everyone I work with. Um, and the reality is that that needs to happen. Like, right. So people aren't really paying attention to what's, what's going on. So we no longer have to vote for this come November because it's already been adopted. And the, the, the actual thing that will happen is it's going to get gutted during lame duck and yeah. it's not going to be what it's supposed to be. But this, what we wanted to be and what, what we fought for was that the one fair wage would be at a $12 uh, an hour increase for all workers, both tipped and non-tip workers, to uh, be effect over the course of six years. So it wouldn't be until 2024 that this um, one fair wage of $12 minimum wage would take place, you know. And the powers that be, those in power that don't want this to happen, have really kind of changed the language up to show that, like this is this isn't a thing. It's almost like hearsay, right? Like, but in my eyes, right, I feel like in five six years we should want the minimum wage to be twelve dollars anyway, right? Yeah, absolutely. the The base of the entire United States economy is service, mm-hmm. whether that's in a restaurant or or anywhere else that's providing a service. That's the majority of. The U.S. economy—that's where your dollars are going and, and coming from, right? So, yeah, one in five people will work in the service industry within their lifetime. Absolutely, and especially, I would even argue that it's higher in Detroit because that's where we all grow up—either in customer service at the mall or in a mm-hmm. restaurant, or our first jobs, our second jobs, and then some people stay in, in, in those positions and they grow through the ranks. So, Godwin, man, I, I completely support that. I completely support you. Uh, where can people learn more about uh, Yum Village? and uh, all the other adventures that you're working on. I know you got an event coming up too. Don't forget to mention that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, so uh, you can learn about all of this stuff, Young Village. It's at youngvillage.com or on the Instagram, hashtag Young Village. Check out our Instagram, IGTV, at Young Village. And um, you can also learn about what we've got going on with One Fair Wage at onefairwage.com or One Fair Wage Michigan. Uh, I've got a cool event coming up. It's um, it's been an evening with Godwin where we're going to be talking about 
dishes that I grew up eating, and then I'm going to actually show people how to make these things. So if you want to learn about, I, I don't want to give away the menu yet because we're not going to do a menu drop until a little bit later, but one thing for sure is we've got this thing on the truck called Lamb Shank. It's oh, yeah. amazing. Uh, it's, a, it's a full-on shank. You know, be able to learn exactly how we spice this thing, and it, it's pretty aromatic. We've got mint and rosemary and thyme, a little grapeseed oil, as well as um, some fruit that we, we kind of cook down, blueberries and uh, cranberries. So it's very, very flavorful. Where is this at? It's going to be at the Gross Point War Memorial and uh, you can find tickets online, uh, but it'll be October 23rd. Okay, October 23rd. You can find it online. Uh, check it out. It's called An Evening with Godwin. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's at the Gross Point War Memorial. Uh, I will be there. Maybe we can even get a couple pictures, maybe do a little interview before that too. Yeah, so sounds good. Get your tickets. Check it out. Uh, as always, thank you so much, Godwin, for coming through. I appreciate it. Dude, and you know what? Again, uh, if I haven't said it enough, I, I look up to you. I think you're a great dude. I, I continue to be impressed by the strides that you're making. And I, I, I appreciate it. Dude, that. and I sincerely hope that you come back and we do this again. I would love to. All right, my man. Thank you so much. Hey. Later. Later.